I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me, Mac Thompson, founder and president of White Clay. Mac, we've spoken to before in July of last year, and we're speaking to him again, this time about customer primacy. First of all, Mac, what do we mean by customer primacy? And if it's what I think it is, why hasn't it been happening before? (laughs) So um, we're actually taking a, a new way to define it. The concept of customer primacy is, do you have the primary bank relationship of your customer, be it a consumer, be it a business, or whatnot? Historically, banks have looked at this in a way that is, do, they, do you have a checking account and do you have a bunch of other products with us? We must be your primary bank. That evolved a little bit, but a lot of banks are still using that. Some banks have added a little, some transaction behavior. But what it is, is we are sitting on top of tremendous amounts of data as an industry, and we've never really utilized that to figure out, uh, do we have primacy with them or not? And so what we set out about a year and a half on is a journey to try to improve the way we could understand that. I mean, if you have primacy, you know, you have lower attrition rates, you have higher revenue rates, generally stickier for longer and a better overall customer experience. So those are some of the objectives of primacy. Let me first of all pick up on a couple of things you said there. Banks have got all this data, but they don't know whether they're in pole position, whether they have mm-hmm. primacy. Do they actually know what to do with it if they've got it? Uh, no. <laughs> so we worked on that too. Well, tell me about the journey that's brought you to the conclusions that you've reached. So we started off with transaction data. So a lot of times people are asking customers through market research or voice call or interviews or things like that. Tell me about our relationship. But in reality, the customers are telling us billions of times a month about our relationship because they transact with us. They transact in all kinds of different ways. So one of the first challenges was, how do you take all this gobbledygook that's in the transaction data and translate it into something that's understandable by other machines or humans? What we realized early was we couldn't do it through brute force. So we needed to use some AI tools like natural language processing, some clustering modeling, So machine learning, and we turn machine learning loose on translating this raw transaction data into something that might be intelligible. Once we translated that into something intelligible, we then needed to figure out what does it mean? So we combined some machine learning AI tools with some other things that we knew from the industry because we've been in the industry doing analysis forever. Then we began figuring out how the customers are using the bank and who are they interacting with otherwise. We then overlaid with that, rolling up all that information so we could look at it on a relationship basis. What did that mean from a probability perspective? And then we basically said, okay, so what? We went through all that process. We then said, okay, based upon what their transactions telling us about the client, how can we help this client? And it could be things like, how do we help them with their cash flow? How do we help them with their lending relationships? How do we help them achieve what it is they want to achieve? And from that, those opportunities to help the client, what are the uh, benefits to the bank by doing so? So they have a, they have a, their owner-occupied building, real estate building is with another bank. That's an opportunity. Their cash management somewhere else, the merchant somewhere else. How can we first help the customer, but from that, how does that help the bank? And we deliver all that. We figured out you need to deliver that directly to a banker so they can do something with it. And that value chain is what took us about 18 months to work through. Okay, so you you created this data set effectively. What does it mean in terms of shareholder return for the bank? What does it mean in terms of better products for the customers? 
Return-wise, you are getting about a seven to eight times shareholder value return just over the life of the customer versus not having primacy. But you have to define primacy in a new way. You have to define primacy in not, not that they have a bunch of products with you because they may not be using them, but that, that they're actively transacting with you and you're doing most of the things they need to do either as consumer life or a business life with you. But if you do, it's about eight times over the life, three times revenue in a short period, about eight times lifetime value higher. Shareholder value-wise is extremely important. It, if you have primacy, it's very hard to dislocate a customer, even if you have events that go against you, bad experiences and other things. It's just you have a very deep transacting can, way they, they're conducting life and you're, you're their partner in it. You're not, you're not the primary partner because most people don't get up in the morning and think about banks. But you're the, you're the one, one, of, one of the entities that helps enable what they want to do in their life. And that's a great relationship for a bank. Sounds like it's something that lasts longer than most marriages. Okay, that's from the <laughs> bank's point of view. What does it mean from the customer's point of view? If the bank has this information and understands that it has primacy, what's it going to attempt to do more for the customer? So, so say uh, we'll do a smaller business banking customer. It's just an example I've used a lot. When going through all of this, what we figured out was they had cobbled together their own solution for their financial needs. They had picked a product from various places and tried to put it all together. From a cash flow perspective, they really could help optimize their cash flow, probably buy one month's worth of cash flow, which is like $100,000 worth of free cash, just by using the appropriate cash management tools. If you can really help this client come up with a better solution with how they're handling their cash management, you know, usually through some treasury products and some other things, it would really help this, this client improve their cash flow. Um, the second was they also had cobbled together a bunch of different lending products from various people as banks push the next logical product and if they push this one-off product things that banks do. They didn't have a holistic solution for what their lending needs were. They needed a line of credit. You could see it in the cash flows. They had a credit card with one provider, a purchase card with another provider, a real estate loan with another provider. And the so on the cash side, you had opportunities. On the lending side, you also had a way to really put together a holistic relationship with the client. It should reduce their costs, should reduce their stress, and should help them get access to capital when they need it. It's a really powerful tool to help your clients do what they want to do and using their own transaction data to inform you where that might be. So what we've actually got is something that helps create a stickier relationship with existing customers, something that helps deepen the relationship with existing customers, and is also presumably going to act as a draw for new customers. I think the last one's true, but it's also important, just not the technology, but we can get the culture, the people, the human capital aligned with this. A lot of banking has been programming their, their bankers to basically tell people to sell a push of product. And what we've got to do, this information will tell you what questions and what discussions to have with the client, but you've got to be willing to get out of your branch and out of your bank and go talk to them, either digitally or whatever vehicle you'd like to. So you need both. And that's probably one of the second pieces that we learned in going through this process was you're going to have to get more proactive you're going to have to actively want to pursue taking care of your customers rather than waiting for them to come in the door or call you or email. But what you've actually demonstrated, you mentioned the shareholder value of this exercise earlier on. What you've demonstrated is there is a return to be had from doing this. Very high return. So if that's the case, 
why aren't the banks paying more attention? <laughs> we are just early in our alpha client. Uh, we did a presentation at one of the large conferences. Most haven't put together that whole value chain. They're doing an element of it, but they're not thinking about end-to-end. How do you eventually end up using all this data to your original question to help their customers? And by helping their customers, help your shareholders. Well, helping themselves, because this is a way of differentiating your bank for the future. Definitely. I would have thought the large nationals would have been further along than, than they might be. But I think everybody has opportunities to improve in this space. What's funny is we didn't know what the end was when we started the journey. We just knew that there was a very not informed definition of primacy, and we needed to evolve that massively and then put the customer at the center of it, but making sure the customer and shareholder both get value. We ended up, it took us about 18 months. It took six months just to figure out what perhaps the right direction was, but that was part of the process. Again, I'm going to pick up on one thing you said there, put the customer at the center. Yeah. You said banking is a service industry. People have to remember that they're in a service industry if they're bankers, because if they don't remember it, they're not going to be in the industry for much longer. <laughs> Very true. 100%. Uh, there are lots of options. And if we commodify as an industry, if we, if we were to commoditize all, everything we do, I don't think it would be doing a service to our customers, but would also accelerate the demise of traditional banking and move us to something else. But I don't think it's how we would optimize how we can help customers uh, achieve what they want to achieve in their lives. I think really focusing on the service, putting the customer at the center of this, uh, making sure it's still profitable, because if you don't, you won't be in business. But really centering on the customer is the way, is the way forward. It's putting humanity around this digitization we're going through and using all those digital tools to help us and, and not get in the way. Mac Thompson, founder and president of White Clay, thank you very much.